everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with another Whiskey Short, and joining me as always is Scott. Hey, everybody. And also some friends of ours, Javon. Hi. And Sue. Hello. And this is going to be our Halloween Short. Scott. <laughs> I'm already scared. You know yeah, me. Ar- yeah, Ed's already scared. I'm Listen traumatized to episode when 12. I was a child. <laughs> yes, episode 12. <laughs> so about two years ago, me, Ed, Sue, and Jeff did probably one of the funniest shorts that we've ever done on the podcast. It is for sure. Yeah, and that was 13 Scary Spirits for Halloween. This is 13 More Scary Spirits for Halloween. Bonus short. Reboot. (laughs) (laughs) So the 13 Spirits, the first spirit, if you recall on the original one, we did the Spirits of the Apocalypse uh, Walking Dead uh, whiskey, which we actually all kind of liked. I remember that. That was very good. Yeah. Yeah. And so this time... Ed bought an expression. So the first one we're doing is the Southern Tier Pumpkin Whiskey. Number one. So I have a short description. We'll go through the stats and we'll give it the whiskey tangent taste. Yeah. Smelled it. Sorry. Stop smelling it. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're out of order. Remember that scary in the title of this actually means gross. Yeah. Right. There was a translation. Scary means. Yeah. So the, the description is. Pumpkin whiskey is a spirited, get it, version of its namesake and high proof addition to the royal family of pumpkin beers from Southern Tier. Right. A member of the artisanal brewing. I can feel a tear forming now. Ah. Nice. Artisanal (laughs) brewing ventures family who plays a leadership position in eight of the country's top 50 markets for craft beers. Finn DeMink, founder of Southern Tier, says we wanted to make something that reinforced our bonds to the brewery and something that would be unique to craft spirits. Our pumpkin ale is recognized far and away as one of the best pumpkin beers ever made. And as that family of beers has grown, including an Imperial Stout, a Nitro version, and a solid list of other flavor variations like cold brew coffee, pumpkin, it made sense for us to keep running with those innovations. And so their latest whiskey release with its rich aromas of fall pie spice, buttery whipped cream, and pie crust is essentially pumpkin pie in a glass pumpkin whiskey no trick all treat when, <laughs> that's their actual slogan when i used to drink beer i did like some of the southern tier expressions yeah they, they made some good beers they really did but there's nothing about pumpkin whiskey that appeals to me no um that's why we have it what's the proof of it <laughs> okay so this is a flavored whiskey obviously right uh, the proof is only 70 right so it's not it's even a bourbon or rye it's, it's actually not. like it's like a fireball with pumpkin <laughs> it's, it's a pumpkin fireball exactly <sighs> yeah so let's smell it real quick i already did and i have a very distinct opinion on what i smell yeah it doesn't I, smell like pumpkin it smells like wet dog to me okay it smells <laughs> really? it smells on that that distinctive sour wet dog smell like, i mean there's a touch of that yeah uh, yeah it I smells see that. like a pumpkin candle okay you know like, like the, a yankee if, candle yes, yeah. pumpkin pie <laughs> yankee candle if you shoved a pumpkin candle up a wet dog's ass <laughs> And lit it. And lit it. Then I'm right there with you. Because I definitely do smell the nutmeg and the cinnamon in here. I really do. Okay. But then I take a deeper smell, wet dog. <laughs> let's, let, let's taste it, my God. God. Mm. I can't. I mean, okay. I mean, if you're acting like it's not a whiskey, this isn't really scary. This is, oh. it's just, this is like <laughs> sweet and sugary and desserty. It's not a drink. I, I consider it a syrup. You know, okay. like on vanilla ice cream. I agree. You yeah. know, like it's if, not something I want to sit here and sip. Sorry, right. I was know? caught off guard by it. it's not a drink <laughs> because it absolutely is marketed as a drink. I would barely pour it on right. 
waffles. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think who would like this. Would like, I think once this. again, yeah. five year old. Right. It's because we found another whiskey for children. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> they, yeah. if you're trying to draw children into the into the whiskey buying segment, <laughs> the untapped market. Right. <laughs> this whiskey right. for children. Right. Right. All right. So as before, I have scoured the internet for the rest of the thirteen scary gross spirits. Oh my god, I'm frightened. Yeah, you should be. Number two. From the United States, Mamma Mia Pizza Beer. Okay. <laughs> As stated on the website of the Pizza Beer Company, a whole wheat crust margarita pizza is made with flour, water, and yeast, topped with tomato, oregano, basil, and garlic, and then put in a grain mash and steeped like a tea bag. <gasps> Where it is boiled for a long, long time. Oh, God. <laughs> we add hops and spices in a cheesecloth bag and filter the cooled liquid into a fermentation vessel. After a week or two, the beer is bottled. Pizza beer is a debris-free product. Oh. <laughs> no. Reviews on that? Yeah. A, a review on Beer Advocate where it has a disappointing score of 66. <laughs> and I'm going to say this like a Jersey Goomba. Ready? It looks like your standard beer. <laughs> Yellow color, white head, but nothing about it says pizza. The smell, though, actually captures some Italian seasoning and tomatoes. I mean, I'm not going to dock this any points because it smells like it's intended to. In fact, props, yo. And it really does taste like pizza. It has a, is a weird way of not letting you go. So much oregano, tomato, and bread. I think everyone should try this because it's unique and shit. Is oh, it Jesus. thin crust or... <laughs> right, is it thin crust or stuffed crust? What's is happening? It, is, it, is it thin crust or yeast infection? You tell me. <laughs> Number three. From Poland, the Polmos Spiritus Vodka. Made from various cereal grains, the spirit is the absolute strongest commercially available vodka on the market, and it spawned a series of drinking challenges among YouTubers starting around 2010, because inside is a ridiculously strong, colorless, tasteless, and odorless spirit that measures in at a whopping 192 proof. <laughs> Master of Malt says, this vodka essentially should not be drunk neat, sniffed, held, oh. or even owned. You should probably stop looking at it now. <laughs> It's fucking dangerous. <laughs> really, user reviews run in a similar vein, ranging from this vodka really can't be enjoyed happily, amusing but potentially fatal, and you can feel it evaporating in your mouth, you can feel it burning in your stomach, then you don't feel anything at all. Because you're dead. Because <laughs> you died. <laughs> but I imagine that this one is probably sums it up best. Let's just say I lost my keys, and when I was walking home on the side of the highway, I lit a cigarette and my tongue caught fire. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Back to the United States. Horse jizz. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. No. Boo, boo fucking boo, no. everybody. Ah. Boo fucking boo, everyone. Now, to be clear, this is not semen from a horse, nor is it a product you can buy. Rather, it's a mixed drink that you can easily make at home by combining just two ingredients that you probably already have in your fridge. <laughs> oh, my God. Beer and milk. Ugh. But why does it need to be called horse jizz? I was told specifically to never combine beer and milk. Right. In fact, I was told if you drink a glass of milk and then go drink a beer, you'll get sick. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I see where you're at now. But people do it, right? So the result of which is a thick, roiling concoction that is apparently as nauseating as it sounds because the acidity of the beer breaks down the smooth distribution of fat in the milk, causing the lipids to separate and then clump back together unevenly. Yummy. Jesus. 
<laughs> Chunky is really what it is. As an article in the Huffington Post succinctly states, it's 50% beer, 50% milk, 100% terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just. Ugh. I mean, I don't have milk. Does yeah. anyone have milk? I have beer, though. I have milk. Do you even want to try it? Fuck no. I'm not <laughs> wasting my lactate for this. Number five. From Peru, Chicha de Ora. In the Andes Mountains, a mm. popular pastime is getting drunk on this low alcohol beverage made from a special corn with extra large kernels. You got to drink a lot of it. That's yeah, all. that's yeah. right. To kickstart the fermentation process, commercially made chicha uses malted barley, just like whiskey. Ah, but see, yeah, see. yeah, it's, it's really normal. I'm wrong with that. Except I'm waiting. The traditional method used in the region for thousands of years utilizes something else: human spit. Ugh, God. <laughs> You see, like malted grains, human saliva contains enzymes that break down the sugars in the corn so that naturally occurring yeast can more easily convert those sugars to alcohol. The finished product, though, isn't for the faint of heart. Yellowish, cloudy, and strangely sour, it is often stored for long periods of time in less than sanitary conditions. But if, for some reason, you need to dry it, you'll have to make your way to one of the many small towns dotting the mountainous Cusco region of Peru. Once there, you can easily spot any chicharia. That's currently serving the good stuff by the literal red flag hung on the pole outside. Chicha de Ora, the drink that tastes you back. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I wouldn't mind. I would do it with Sue and Giovanna. I wouldn't mind their spit. Okay. We can make it ourselves. Sure. We'll make our own chicha. Somehow I don't want your spit, though. I don't know why. No. That no. Well, no. You probably don't. I just picture it like a mama bird. Like, chew yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here, then, here like, Sue, tilt your head. Yeah, back. right? Yeah. <laughs> From Scotland, the end of history, Ale. Oh, God. Yeah. In 2010, Brewdog Distillery in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, brewed and bottled only a half case of what's been called the world's strongest beer. Hmm. The $750 per bottle blonde Belgian icebox wow. used some proprietary freezing techniques to reach an astounding 55% ABV. But its high alcohol content, unique brewing methods, and ultra scarcity don't even come close to being its most distinctive feature. The packaging. Because instead of just simply slapping on a regular old label, they enlisted the help of a taxidermist to insert the sealed bottles inside the bodies of dead squirrels that they found on the side of the road. Look, there's a picture. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, my God. They took the head out. They, the bottle comes out where the head was. <laughs> oh, my God. You grabbed the no, body. No, of the, that's like, no, the bottle's coming out with the mouth. That's, yes. it's, it's looking straight up in the air. And yes. the, it might be worth seven fifty. dollars dollars If it's $7.50. <laughs> Is absolutely a lot of work a, a, for approved. That. There's a lot of work in a lot that. Of work in and that. they only made 12. So right. and its eyes are just looking. I know. At you. Look at it. It's so oh. innocent. And are there sad. other pictures? Like is no. This is the only picture I could find. What do you want? Like a whole porno spread? No. Of it? I mean, like <laughs> I would be interested to see if like there's a photo of someone who actually bought right. it. It was like, whoa, right. dude. They it really came this way. I know. Mm. I came this way. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Number seven. From Cambodia, Tarantula Brandy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, while there is a brand of tequilas named Tarantula, which contain no actual tarantulas, Cambodian Tarantula Brandy is different. According to the liquor and lifestyle blog, Saucy.com. Uh, ooh. ooh, Saucy. There's no need to ask for a refund because that spider is supposed to be in your drink. Oh, gosh. In Cambodia, combining a whole tarantula with brandied rice and jackfruit wine is commonplace. And adding to the ick factor, the tarantulas are alive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the tarantulas are alive, and they're obtained by special tarantula hunters, which is apparently a thing, and tossed in fresh to adorn your drink like you might do an olive or a lime. In fact, tarantulas are such a customary food source in Cambodia that vendors sell them deep-fried like corn dogs at a street fair. How long does it stay alive in the bottle? Then the bottle is in your glass. They they throw it in your glass, like when you serve it to you. Yeah. And they're they're big, too. Transes are not small. Well, they can be. (laughs) You got a glass. Oh, right. I guess baby ones, I guess. I've seen ones like huge yeah like and i thought i was going to die yeah yeah they're they're fucking scary yeah. what, what i think is funny about this is that there's tarantula hunters where they have little tiny bows and arrows <laughs> <laughs> i caught one reel it in one guy's filming it for you know posterity yeah, yeah. you know because the bartenders want proof <laughs> number eight from india something called thara Because of increases in the taxation and licensing of liquor in recent years, distilling bootleg spirits at home has become increasingly popular in India. Yeah, sure. Usually made from sugarcane, Thara is a general term for any homemade alcoholic concoction, which is usually distributed in plastic bags. (laughs) But beware, the fermentation of the 180-proof beverage has to be timed very carefully or it becomes toxic, and illicit Thara has indeed debilitated, blinded, and even killed hundreds of people at a time in outbreaks occurring nearly every year since 2011. Yet there's still 800 million of them. Yeah. There. So here's the best part, or I guess worse. And even though it's essentially a kind of rum, the unregulated fermentation process apparently smells so awful that the containers have to be buried in the ground in terracotta pots as far as possible from human settlements and covered with cow manure in order to kill the odor. <laughs> when you have to cover something with shit yes. to wow. cover the odor? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How bad is it? Bad? I mean, what the hell? Is <laughs> Number nine. From South Korea, tuna tears. <laughs> the tuna tear shot, or chamchi nonmulju. Mm. Oh, great. That. That's how I know it. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, <laughs> that's how me and my homies talk about it. I learned it. that from the Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The written translation? Yeah, the written translation. The written translation yeah. uh, subtitles or the actual speaking that they're saying <laughs> that's dubbed well, in? With the subtitles. Okay. Yeah. It's typically served at Japanese-style restaurants and or seafood spots known as tuna houses. The lens from an eye of a tuna is smashed, and the fluid that oozes Jesus. out is then mixed with high-alcohol rice wine to make a beverage that has a thick, gelatinous consistency uh. with a strong smell uh. and a salty taste. Gelatinous. Oh, Is that a great word? I'm oh. salty now. You're salty about this. An American English teacher living in South Korea told a CNN reporter that the experience was unusual. <laughs> it was unusual. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what's unusual yeah, like a about Pap smear or a prostate exam. <laughs> yeah. The server pours the shot out of a tea kettle, but it's so thick they have to cut it with scissors. Sometimes there are flakes in it too. Oh, Mike, you have to cut. Wait, you have to cut the drink. Yeah. Oh. So that's how gelatinous it gets. Yes. If they don't get to it probably right away or pour it right away, it probably just becomes a nightmare. Yeah, I don't I don't like mine that thick. I like it with a little more a little yeah. more fluid. Like yeah. my tuna tears a little runny yeah. thing. Yeah, tuna tears. Back off that thick shit. <laughs> wow. Number ten. Back to the United States. Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Yeah. From Colorado's Wine Coop Brewing Company comes this rule-breaking, uniquely indigenous yet foreign-style stout made with Colorado malts, roasted barley, seven specialty greens, styrian golding hops, and freshly roasted bull testicles. (laughs) Oh, jeez. 
The company says that their stout has deep flavors of chocolate, coffee, roasted grain, and nuts. Yep, I nuts. Bet it does. <laughs> Three per barrel. <gasps> a review posted on Beer Advocate, where it actually has a score of 83 out of 100, wow. says this was a surprisingly great beer. It has a nice smoked meat flavor, but not gross or weird tasting at all. And yes, it comes in two packs because ball jokes are hilarious. <laughs> People consider I mean, that a delicacy. They do. So Rocky you know, Mountain oysters right. are a thing. They're bull testicles that they yeah. kind of boil or roast or something. Right. And, and you eat them as like hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's so, amazing what you put in drinks and your mouth. I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> crazy what can go in both. Or your butt. Or, 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 <laughs> the options are endless. Number 11. From Kenya, Chang Ah. I can. Can you? Can, can you? you? Can you? Can you? Would can you? you? Can you? I would. Would you? Yeah, I would if I could. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck chuck a woodchuck chuck with? How many lows would Rob Lowe's rob if Rob Lowe's could rob Lowe's? Oh, that's great. Oh, uh, if you're still with us, America. Yes. America. No, this is Kenya. Remember? Oh, Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Kenya. Okay, so it's called Chang'a. So after being illegal for many years, the Kenyan government... Oh my God, it was illegal? Yeah. The Kenyan government legalized this clear home-fermented spirit in 2010 in an effort to halt the addition of toxic ingredients that people were adding to make it even stronger. Like during Prohibition in the United States. I mean, we did it too. So this is not shade on other countries. We did it too. No, shade on you, Kenya, for many other reasons, but not this. Still shade on Kenya. However, because there is still a five-year, 45 thousand dollar u.s equivalent penalty it's only made things worse in nairobi where the primary purveyors are criminal enterprises a dollar can buy you four shots of chung ah whose name literally translates to kill me quick oh jeez why would you need four shots then is my question but go ahead one should do the trick right if it's not good chung ah if it doesn't kill you in the first <laughs> shot yeah. i mean yeah i don't want to have to wait till the third yeah, shot i'll have to wait what if you drink like half of the third one right right if you drink them real quick maybe <laughs> Starting with a variety of grains like corn millet and sorghum, fermented in 55-gallon drums and then distilled, the finished brew is often amped up with a wide variety of non-traditional ingredients like battery acid, embalming fluid, gasoline, and jet fuel. Wow. I like how they categorize that as non-traditional. It's non-traditional, yes. Sue. Yeah. Right. Is it, right. Is it like oak and... No, no, no. It's, it's gasoline. It, did they put port in it, maybe? No, 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 no. 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 It's, it's literally kerosene. Wow. Wow. Kerosene, metal, and sadness. <laughs> Authorities raiding illicit facilities have also found dead rats and women's underwear floating in large passages of the stuff. That's where they went. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12. From New Zealand, stag semen stout. God damn it. Mm. What is up with balls and (laughs) testicles and semen and gelatinous and liquidy and white and bleachy? We can do it right here, ladies. Take a shot. Oh Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, The Green Man, a popular pub in Wellington, New Zealand, was looking to create a new and fun beer. But disturbingly, they settled on the idea of a 5.8% ABV stout laced with export quality, quotes, stag semen, which was contract brewed for them by nearby Choice Brothers Brewing. They have that many stags? No, they had to, I guess they had to import it. Because right, that's so all they export have is quality. sheep there. Yeah. They don't have stags. Exactly. <laughs> Here, boy. <laughs> There's a farm, right? Yeah, there's a farm, right? <laughs> what farm do you belong to? Well, well. let me tell you. Mm. It's very exclusive. Right. Yeah. How many loads can right. you drop in one day? Right. Do customers get to come in and do it themselves? Like, who wants to jack off their own stag and make, oh make their God. own drink? Petting is encouraged. Yeah, heavy petting. <laughs> can you produce liters <laughs> or gallons? Oh my God, it's a heavy day. petting zoo. 
<laughs> Reviews on the popular beer social app Untapped are actually mostly positive, where it enjoys a 3.9 out of 5 rating, with the reviews containing all the amazing double entendres you might expect. Mm-hmm. Creamy head. <laughs> I swallowed it. Loads of flavor. <laughs> I definitely come here again. <laughs> Number 13. <laughs> Back to the United States to stay. This is the last one. By way of Sweden, however. <laughs> Anders. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Anders. Maybe he knows this. Right. Something called Jepsen's Malort. So Jepsen's Malort is a version of the traditional Swedish liquor known as Besk, which has been produced in the Chicago area since the 1920s. But as it's made today by the Chicago-based CH Distillery, this intensely bitter liquor containing, quote, the strongest and most unpalatable wormwood, the classic ingredient in absinthe, has been slowly gaining a cult following since about 2011 to become not only a Chicago icon, but also boasts its own line of merchandise, including t-shirts, hats, socks, beanies, and adorable hoodies for dogs which is great and all but what does it actually taste like well here's why i placed this at the end of the list because i have a surprise for everybody i ordered some on their website and we have some to try tonight oh, oh my god wow my lord <laughs> and what is it now <laughs> it's called jepson's malort and it's basically Wormwood. Remember the day we all went blind at Scott's house? Yeah. (laughs) Remember we went blind at Scott's? (laughs) Pass that down, dude. (laughs) I'm so fucking nervous about this. All right. So before we try it, I have two tasting notes. From their website, they say, quote, its strong, sharp taste is not for everyone. Our liquor is rugged and unrelenting, even brutal to the palate. During almost 60 years of American distribution, we found that only one of 49 men will drink Jepson's Malort, as it is not possible to forget our two-fisted liquor. The taste just lasts and lasts, seemingly forever. The first shot is hard to swallow, but persevere, make it past two, and after the third, you'll be ours forever. <laughs> and the second tasting note I have is from the 2013 film Drinking Buddies, in which the character played by Jason Sudeikis, veteran star of SNL and the Emmy Award winning Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. which we all love here, says Malort Lie. tastes like swallowing a burnt condom filled with gasoline. Oh my God. Oh my so God. happy Halloween, everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> boo fucking boo. <laughs> boo fucking boo, everyone. Uh, no, wait, I, have to, I have to ask, what's wormwood? Wormwood is a woody shrub with a bitter aromatic taste used as an ingredient of vermouth and absinthe and in medicine. Okay, so it's a bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the worst part of this. But it's apparently okay. very, very, very bitter. Okay. Let's, let's taste go. it. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, damn. It is. Huh. Whoa. Wow. I mean, that's something, though. <laughs> Tastes like the rind of a lemon. Oh, it does taste like a rind of, of a citrus fruit. Dipped like in a gasoline. Lemon. Yeah, d- dipped in kerosene. I <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! I can't get it out of my mouth now. I used to have to take an asthmatic medication that tasted like this when I was younger. <laughs> Way to bring up a traumatic childhood, Scott. <laughs> and it tasted so awful. What's like, the proof of this? Ugh. Um, that's a good question, Sue. It's no. only seventy proof. I can say there was no burn god. or anything like that no, with just it. It's terrible. just pure. Oh, wow, disgust. Yeah. Fuck, what would you do with it? There's nothing sweet about this. This is the least sweet thing I've ever tasted in my Honest, entire life. You have oh, to try yeah. this. Oh my god. You have to have Anders try it. But you know what? Me being me, I don't hate it. Well, good for you, one of 49. Yeah, I'm one of 49. I'm the guy. Holy crap, it's bitter, though. Jesus Christ. You know what? What if you put some Coke in it? Yeah, go ahead. 
I don't want to waste that much Coke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to waste the Coke. Yeah. Siobhan, I think you nailed it. It tastes like chewing on the rind of a lemon. Uh, I'm so sad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. Wow. That's enough. Happy Halloween, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Happy Halloween. Listen, don't be a dick. Turn your light on. Get some full size candy bars. The kids are not doing crime or drugs. They're there for a Snickers. Just give them a Snickers. Don't just shut your light out, you cheap bastards. Buy some fucking candy at the drugstore. Wow. Take it down, brother. (laughs) And see. For the Whiskey Tanger Podcast. (laughs) I'm Ed. I'm Siobhan. I'm Sue. And I'm Scott. I hope you have a happy Halloween. Halloween.